Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am Kevin Kaufman, your host of the Kevin and Fred Next Level Agents podcast, the real estate podcast that brings you short business tips and tricks, as well as in-depth interviews with some of our industry's leading minds. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Next Level Agents listeners, what is going on? Ryan Hodge, how are you doing, my brother? I'm so excited to be here, man. It's uh, it's super cool up where I am, snowing like crazy, but uh, yeah. you know, here we are, and I'm I'm loving what you guys are doing. So happy to chat. Awesome. So so where are you exactly? Tell me. So I am in London, Ontario, Canada. Uh, we are right in between Toronto and Detroit, so about 90 okay. minutes uh, in between both. Uh, small, smaller, smaller to mid-sized city, about 370,000 people here. Okay, cool. And ha- have you been there most of your life? Yeah, born and raised, uh, lived in Toronto for a little bit. I had uh, I'd been a national sales manager for a jewelry manufacturer right after I finished university. So I took over a territory in Toronto, uh, which is the largest real estate board on the planet, uh, about 55,000 agents there. And um, I lived there for about a year, uh, but it is, it's a different animal there. So <laughs> I, I came back home. Right on. Well, so I, I can't help but to notice the beanie. Uh, it says the realty firm. Tell us what the realty firm is. Yeah, so the realty firm is my uh, my my brokerage that I own. Actually, I I started off my career with Remax uh, back in 2008, and um, back in uh, back then I had a just a unique start. You know, I sold over 100 homes my first year, so that kind of promoted me through the the wonderful organization of Remax, and you know, did some some fun stuff there with with speaking uh, to some of their brokerages and, and some of their events. And then in 2013, I decided, uh, in my market anyways, London, uh, it could use a different model. So I opened uh, an independent at the time. And um, yeah, it just kind of took off. You know, we, we recruited over 100 agents in a, a three-year time period. You know, some ups and downs, learning along the way. But ultimately, right now, we're heading for 100 agents. And we've got an office here in London and then uh, a smaller office uh, about 30 minutes outside of the city that has uh, eight to 10 agents, give or take, so far as well. Right on, man. That that sounds pretty awesome. So, all right. So you've been in the business for, I guess, 10 years now, right? So 2008, yeah. uh, you've owned a brokerage, your own brokerage for the last uh, three. Did I hear that five. right? Five. five. Okay. So la- last five years, you've owned your own brokerage, a realty firm, because you just saw a need for a different model, uh, <laughs> which I love. Like, that's something I love about you is that you, you saw a need in the market and you went, you know what? I can go out and do this, right? Um, cause, cause you're quite frankly, you're just one of those, like, I'm going to go get shit done type of guys, which I'm <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Well, I, I, you know, that's why we, uh, we come together, man. Cause I like watching what you guys are doing and it's, it's always uh, good to break it down in, in terms of how people are doing things differently. And, and there's so many options that are available to people, but ultimately, you know, when you look at, I think the overall model, I just found that, you know, and, and, and it's no, no joke and, and no discredit to anyone, but the brokerage model is a very complacent model. You know, just based on demographic years in the business, a lot of brokers that have done really well back in the 80s and 90s and, you know, are kind of taking their foot off the gas. And, and oh, yeah. you know, I had a great relationship with my previous broker, but I just thought that our market, like, you know, many markets could use something different for growth in terms of how people can grow their business and quality of life inside of an organization. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny you say that. My business partner, Fred, uh, has, has been saying quite a bit uh, you know, there's a lot of talk in our industry about disruption and technology and all that stuff. And, and there's certainly a lot of stuff going on, right? There's a lot of changes happening. And 
I think that the bigger disruption that we're seeing right now, and we're going to probably see first is like in the brokerage model, right? We're starting to see all these new models pop up and a lot of different things being tried. Some of them are working, some of them not so much. And you know, that I do feel like it's that brokerage piece that is getting more to use a buzzword disrupted, which can't even stand that word anymore. Mm-hmm. However, like the, the reality is, is I do think it's the brokerage model that's disrupted first. And the, and not to say as us as salespeople won't be disrupted, because uh, we certainly are. Uh, I, I also don't think it's going to be nearly as severe as what's happening in the brokerage world. So uh, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. But you, you said something a few minutes ago that I want to I go back to you because I'm sure some of our listeners heard it too. Your first year in real estate, you, you came out of the gates and you sold 100 houses. Yeah, one one seventeen, I believe, is the the official number. Sometimes sometimes it's one fourteen, sometimes it's one eighteen, but I, I believe it's one seventeen. Yeah. All right. So so tell me about that. How does a guy first year in real estate sell hundred plus houses in, in his his first year? Like your first year, dude. That's that's phenomenal. Like how does that even happen? Yeah, it was it was different. Um, you know, when I I worked for my dad for ten years, and okay. he owned a, a jewelry manufacturer, and and we have a, a unique relationship in that family business model. Man, can be just a oh man, kicking the teeth at times, right? And so, you know, my dad had this huge success inside of inside of real estate, or not real estate, inside of this, the the jewelry manufacturing industry, and. When I was going through university, um, I just started working from him. It was a good place for us to reconnect because we, we had a distant relationship when I was growing up. And, um, you know, when we, when we got together, uh, I just kind of took off. I took everything that, you know, I wanted to do inside of it. And I just kind of went for it inside of his business. But as I was ramping up and kind of had pretty much, explored, not exploited, but explored all of the ways that I could grow, he was slowing down. And we just kind of went like this. Yeah. And ultimately, uh, I'll never forget it. And I mean, my dad and I have a good relationship to this day. But, you know, the, the day that I told him I was going to get into real estate, he said, you know, this will be the worst career decision you ever make. Because it was a good, solid company. And I, I would have taken over it. No doubt about it. It would have been very uh, lucrative down the road. But it just wasn't for me. And I, I didn't want to wait. So I jumped in and, you know, tripled my income year one. Um, so it was, it was super that way. As far as how, um, I would say that my, my skill set is really about implementation. You know, I'm, I'm not afraid to get on the phones or do things like that, but I started off with, uh, a couple of things, you know, working my own sphere. I had a really good sphere of, of influence inside of my, my market. Now the key was how could I get people to take me seriously? Cause I, you know, all my buddies and that that I grew up with, you know, that they, they weren't feeling me as a real realtor. They, right? They know all your secrets, bro. They were at the same point. Oh, yeah. right? so. it, it was, it was kind of crazy that way, but over time and with the right, you know, strategies in terms of just, you know, staying in touch and, and, you know, connecting with them, just, you know, building that respect factor versus the like factor, uh, both online and offline. That was really what did it. So I had, my breakdown was, was 34 ends through free organic Facebook, which okay. was primarily messaging, using private messenger in Facebook to prospect. So okay. 34 ends through that, uh, 27 through uh, my database, just, you know, the, the working by referral models. And there's piles of those out there. Uh, 22 through online lead gen. Uh, 14 through a direct mail marketing campaign that I started, which was slow and steady to start. 
And then the traditional stuff, you know, open houses, door knocking, prospecting, things like that. Tell me about that. Uh, tell me about that. The, the organic Facebook, you said mostly direct messaging. Now I've, I've heard you talk about this, right? Cause we've had you in to do a couple webinars in, inside the, the Facebook group, next level agents on your, your Facebook A to Z. And uh, so I, I've seen some of the details, but tell some of the listeners maybe that haven't heard your story about that. Like, how do you use Messenger to, to prospect? Sure. So I think that, you know, when we look at, you know, and, and I've, I've pulled, you know, over 5,000 agents, and I know that you guys watch this as well. You know, what are the two things that get in the way of the, the happiness and freedom that we desire inside and outside of real estate? Number one answer is always time, right? Where we, we can move into different choices that we make instead of that time. That's a whole different topic. Number two is always fear, right? So, People are very, very fearful of what uh, others will think of them if they put themselves out as a realtor or a real estate agent or a broker, what, whatever. And so I found that simply sending messages and understanding that real estate is a contact sport. Yes. So we've got to be proactive and make contact or else we're just waiting for business to, to you know, fall, fall in our laps and I didn't want that to happen. So I just sent it, started sending simple messages, you know, hi, it's Ryan got into a new business with a new company. I'd like to send you some information. Uh, please send me your email address, phone number and your mailing address. And these were anybody that might buy, sell or refer me a real estate transaction. And I think I had at the time about a list of a thousand people uh, on my Facebook and I didn't like Facebook at the time. You know, I, I was like, this is, this is just this crazy little environment because I was so new to it. And so out of that thousand, I think about 300 people only responded. And out of that 300, only about 100 people, so about 10% of the overall thousand, actually sent me the information that I wanted. But that 100 people became an absolute goldmine yeah. because then I could consistently send messages. I could you know, send newsletters, emails, make the odd phone call, through, you know, send them to a client appreciation event. And it just took off that way. You know, it's, I think in 10 years, it's over 500 deals just through that organic Facebook messaging. It's crazy. Yeah. Dude, that's so powerful. Like I, I hope someone's listening to this and they heard those numbers. Cause I think what happens is most agents and, uh, and, and my guess is you probably have a similar experience. Most agents go, well, if I'm going to send a message to a thousand people and only like 300 people respond, I only get 100 people's contact yeah. information. Like that sounds bad, only 10%. Now, what I know is that if you have 100 people mm -hmm. that will absolutely be happy to receive your information via mail, via text, via phone, via email, like that is a solid start, an amazing database. And so when I heard those numbers, I'm like, I hadn't heard that before, or maybe I just hadn't caught on to it after, you know, even though I've been on a couple of your webinars, like, that's huge. Those are huge numbers. And that is super powerful to have a hundred people do that for you. Well, I mean, you look at the rule of seven, right? I mean, people move every five to seven years on average. So if you have a list and, and that's what we want to get people to do is like build that list to a hundred as quickly as you can. So if, even if you've got a list and, and you go conservatively on seven, it's 14.3 potential transactions each and every year. You know, that if you just do, you know, a minimal commitment to contacting people, reminding them that you're in the business, open for business, there is a ton there. Yeah. And if you do it really well, it's going to be so much more than, than 14. And, and the thing is, is like, it's funny, you probably, I'm guessing you sent the same message to all thousand people, right? Everyone. Probably copy and paste. Yeah. yeah right. Because why wouldn't you? They don't know. 
And uh, so it takes so little, it's, it's not daunting, but it takes so little time to actually do something that is so effective that can have such a high return for you. So that's huge. How did you have the foresight? Like, did somebody give you that strategy? Did you just think, I'm going to do it? Like, how did you think to do that on Facebook? So when I first got in, into the biz, um, you know, I had been in a business prior that I, I didn't mind getting on the phone or going door to door. Like, there was a lot of business to business sales. So what I, I recognized was that I've got to reach out to people. I've got to let them know that I'm in. And, and at the time, I, I think I read, you know, millionaire real estate agent, you know, way back when. And Solid, yeah. how am I going to, you know, make 33 contacts or, or, or whatever it was. So I thought, you know, 12 messages, per, like one per month, you know, is, is pretty simple. And I just categorized it. So day one, you know, 26 letters in the alphabet. Day one, I'd go through the A's. Day two, the B's. Day three, the C's and so on. Because... Obviously, any time that you pick up the phone to, to door knock or cold call or, you know, whatever it is, I don't care if you're the, the greatest producer on the planet, there's going to be that element of awkwardness and fear that we all face. You know, like it, it's just human nature. It's the way that our unconscious brains work. For me, the skill set is, you know, I can move past it a little bit quicker, you know, where a lot of people have a real hard time, you know, even handing out a business card to, to somebody that don't know. And that's okay. But when you look at Facebook, well, it's a lot easier to send a message in, in cyber world. It's kind of like cheating with prospecting, right? Because you're, you're able to send this. And as long as you can face a little bit of, of what might happen if somebody rejects your message or doesn't respond, so be it. But I mean, I just looked at it like, you know, once I got that first transaction and, you know, I thought, I didn't spend a dime to do this on social. You know, I did. This wasn't, you know, a flyer or an online lead or anything. I just want to keep this up because that is just gold. You know, that's the lowest cost form of marketing that I've ever done. It's so funny, man. Even to this day, like every social is a gold mine when played well. And totally. most people just go, well, I want to do Facebook ads and they don't know anything about Facebook ads. Um, but realistically, the real gold in social is actually number one, either free or number two, very inexpensive when done right and applied the right strategy. And I, and I know you know all about strategies that work, uh, even that are, that are paid as well. And so, uh, man, let me go back a minute. You talked about like people, especially newer agents, like, like they're afraid sometimes even just to hand out their card. Yep. Uh, and you said you, you move past that fairly quickly. Like that's a skill set of yours. How does the average agent do that? Like, how, so let's just... I'm a new agent. Pretend this. I'm a new agent. I'm listening to this podcast and mm -hmm. I'm listening to this guy, Ryan. You're, I'm listening to you talk about how you have a skill set of you can move past that fear. Um, mm -hmm. How can I, is there anything I can do? Is there anything tactical that you can give me to help me move past that fear? Obviously without knowing me and going into a deep coaching relationship type of deal. Mm -hmm. That is, is what it is. You know, it is a deep dive. Like if somebody really wants to go down the road of, you know, I need to overcome what this fear is because ultimately the fear, you know, is really, really heavily based in validation, right? Why, why we're seeking validation from others or we're worried what other people think. And that's, that's, you know, on all levels inside of real estate and life. Right. And so I think that when people can really look at where was that experience created originally that they can, you know, responsibly make decisions to uncover it, you know, like cut the negative cords, you know, that might be associated with it, and then move into that path of they know that it exists, but they can move past it just a little bit quicker. 
And it, it's in that consistency of doing something like that, that then they go, hey, that worked. I can have a conversation on Facebook because, you know, nobody, you know, said like, no, I don't want to work with you right now, like right in front of your face where, where you kind of feel like shit, right? Right. But it allows people to then go, hey, if I can do it here, maybe, you know, my dialogue in an open house and building up that confidence to, to do it everywhere is where I think that, you know, the, the high, high producers just have it. They, they all have a, a really good foundation for the most part of, you know, what makes them them, what created the experience in the first place. And they can just move past it a little bit quicker. Never perfect, but a little bit quicker for sure. All right. So let me, let me ask it to you this way, Ryan. Like, I think that's a great response, but um, I need more, right? So I'm, I'm that new agent. I need more. And obviously you don't know me. You and I can't go on a deep dive, right? We have yeah. a few minutes here. And so, and, and maybe you can't take me on as a coaching client, whatever, but, but I want to know more and I want, and I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, I just had like, is there a resource? Is there a tool? Is there a book I should go read? Is there a class I should take that might help me start to uncover that first like step of a deep dive where, where maybe, cause like, maybe I'm not ready for a coach yet. Right. Mm -hmm. Or I'm not ready for a psychologist or I, like, I literally just need a tool yeah. for that. Like step one, maybe even step two. Is there any, do you have any recommendations uh, for, for somebody who's thinking that right now? I think that, you know, in, in terms of, you know, prospecting and, and, you know, that, that fear associated with it, there, there's a lot inside of, um, you know, books like uh, Fanatical Prospecting by Jeb Blount. He, he does yeah. a good job in, inside of that. Um, pretty much anything to do with taking action. You know, you'll, you'll find things with, with fear. That specific strategy, I think that people could really um, not complicate it by just thinking, how can I have a conversation with somebody that has nothing to do with real estate? How can I just, just copy and paste this? Hey there, it's been a little while. How are things going? Like, that's it conversation starter it's just a simple conversation starter because we know that just like um offline online if people are engaged eventually the conversation goes to you know how's the market or what's new in real estate or how have you been doing this year it's just the natural flow of that conversation yeah it, it does man it always comes back to that uh okay cool so i appreciate i appreciate you going down that rabbit hole with me uh sorry man <laughs> no, no no i appreciate that like because I, I promise you there's there's people listening we got a lot of new agents as well as very experienced agents like yourself who are listening, who listen to this podcast and they go, all right, but give me something tactical. So I appreciate you doing that with me. So let's do this. I, like, I want to hear more about your story. So you, you hit the ground running hundred closings uh, your first year. And, and as you go through your first few years, you are, you're moving up the ranks, so to speak at Remax. And eventually you get to a point where you say, man, I think I want to go start my own thing. Like, what, what was that thought process like? What was, that, what was going on in your mind, uh, in, in your business at that time? So, the, you know, I, I had a business partner at one point that um, when we partnered up, it was very shortly after uh, my team pretty much dissolved. You know, I, I had a, the largest team in my marketplace, um, you know, buyer agents, couple of men, um, you know, one primarily listing and buyer agent. And it just got really chaotic, both inside the team and, and my personal life. And so I, I ended up partnering with a guy that was a little more streamlined, decent producer, you know, not, not at the level that I was, but decent producer. And we just took off and had this huge year. You know, we went number one in my company or, or in the company that we were working with. And um, our commission was only off by about 500 bucks as far as what we brought to the table. And, and I think we were 
you know, just the two of us and one agent, a couple hundred ends are pretty close to it. Wow. So, you know, huge, huge year. And then we just looked at it. You know, we were, we were paying a lot of money at the company that we were at. And based on some of the speaking and coaching that I had done uh, outside of our market, just felt that the value wasn't there um, in terms of really, really looking at it. So I interviewed with, you know, all of the, the models in, in my marketplace. Again, you know, big brand or independent. And I couldn't find a solution that, that really felt good to, to me because if we made a lateral move to another big brand that might have been a little bit less money, well, I was doing about 30 to 50 agent-to-agent referrals a year through the Remax network, which there, there's no model on the planet that would have saved me that kind of money if I, if I were to lose those. And the independents, you know, yeah, they were, they were a little bit less or, or just a lower fee type of model were a little bit less but they, they weren't going to offer what I was looking for in terms of, of a growth strategy. So lots of brainstorming, you know, with, with the old partner. Um, and we came out with, with this company and uh, we, I think had people signing up, you know, after, after week one, you know, we, we had awesome. a couple agents that came over and then I think by six months we were, you know, 25, 30 agents. It was a scary move. For sure. Oh, I bet. Listen, I'm taking this quick break to invite you personally to our conference, Next Level Agents Live, next April 25th and 26th in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's April 25th and 26th, 2019 in Las Vegas, Nevada. Please join us for the industry's top speakers. I promise this will be the number one educational real estate event of the year. You do not want to miss it. You can get all of the details and buy your tickets today at nlalive.com. That's nlalive.com. Buy your tickets today. Yeah, like when you, you know, all of a sudden, I, I can still remember us sitting there, you know, in, in our office space that we leased, you know, at the start, and you could fire a cannon off through the thing or, you know, and because nobody was there, right? So you're going like, how long is this going to last for? Are, they, are the people going to come, right? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. That's awesome. So, okay, so, so you took a chance. It'd be fair to say you kind of put your ass on the line. Yep. Yeah, I love that. You know, uh, I was talking about this with a guest recently. It seems like anybody who's ever built something really good at one point or another, and usually multiple times, sort of has their ass on the line and, uh, so to speak, all their chips on the table, right? Trying to make something work to, because they believe they have a vision, right? And, and they've got to go all in uh, to, to make that work. And obviously you had put, I don't know if it was all your chips, but you put a lot of chips on the table totally. and, and you went after it. And that, that's something I appreciate about you. And I think has attracted me to you as your, as your friend. Um, okay. So uh, talk to me about, so, so you start the brokerage, it starts building, you guys gain momentum. And uh, you mentioned, previous business partner. So I know you're the, you're the, you're the, uh, the sole owner now of the brokerage. Talk to me about today. Like what is, what does your business look like? Are you, are you doing any uh, personal sales yourself? Do you have a team? Uh, do you coach? You mentioned speaking and training, uh, you know, that are you, you're leading a brokerage at the same time. Like tell me what, what, what does your business world look like these days, man? Sure. So it's uh I have to be responsible because I've got a gag order on me about, uh, you know, the, the way that the business partnership dissolved, but, um, you know, just, just, you know, safely to saying, you know, in, in March, uh, when I purchased the company outright, um, <clears throat> what I really had to look at was foundation, the, the foundation of the organization, because obviously whenever, you know, there's a divide in, in business, you know, people can, 
really uh, find that to be unstable and address them, you know, 85 people, you know, that had no idea that this might be happening. You have to look at like, what is it that is going to create an honest and healthy foundation for an organization? And so I just went backwards. I said, you know, at the start, this company was based on two guys selling a bunch of real estate. And it was, you know, based on really looking at the culture of the company in terms of how we can support, but really determining, which I had done a lot of exploring on, what people really wanted from me as a, a broker owner. Because sometimes when you get, you know, the story, you know, and, and, and you guys would be the same, and I'm sure that you observe it. Sometimes people come into to an organization because they hear that, you know, you had this crazy story of selling over 100 homes, or, you know, you're, you're selling hundreds of homes a year, and you explain how you've done it, and they love the idea of it. They suck up the information like it's sugar, but when they don't take the necessary action and don't sell that 100 homes, then they spit it out like it's salt. And then you get people leaving, right? And, and that's just the way that, that it goes. And so what I really identified was that, number one, people don't always want to just hear from me and how great my sales career was. They want to hear from other, you know, people. They want to be introduced to people like you, you know, leaders, influencers. So I started really mapping out some healthy, you know, training with little masterminds, guest speakers, looking at the social dynamic where, you know, about a year ago, I would say that the company's culture was fractured, you know, not broken, but a little bit fractured. So how can we bring people together a little bit more than we have in the past? And I've got an amazing staff, you know, my girlfriend is, you know, very, very involved with, you know, just supporting me and, and you know, the ongoing challenges of, of, you know, what was and what is and everything else. And it was super, you know, we had nine people exit the company, uh, not all because of, of what transpired, but I think I recruited 14 in. I continue to run, uh, you know, a small sales team. Um, so, you know, it, it's that whole thing. You don't want to be the, the number one agent in your office. And we've got some huge producers now, which has been just amazing to watch. Um, but I run a small sales team because it's a part of the foundation of the company. Yep. It also keeps me in the trenches. I'm not actively trading like I was. You know, if I go to a listing appointment, you know, with my listing partner, you know, I'm in and out in 30 minutes, tops. You know, and it's as, you know, the price and the commission marketing, that's all agreed on. As she's signing paperwork, I'm out the door and, and doing, you know, something else. So small sales team where I'm pretty leveraged, very engaged in the brokerage. Uh, I haven't hired a manager or anything like that, maybe down the road, but I've got to be very, very present within the organization right now. Um, I continue to coach. Uh, and as you probably know, my coaching is a little bit more unique, you know, with, with the coaching and the book and, and some of the things that I cover off, you know, it's more in the, the personal and spiritual development space for people that want that, you know, real estate's my main environment that my clients come from. Not that it's specific to real estate, but a lot of people that come into the coaching, they think they want real estate. And then, you know, we go down a completely different road, right? And, um, you know, that's just been, you know, a blessing and something that I just thoroughly enjoy, but it's a very, very, you know, small group of coaching clients, just based on the energy that, you know, that, that you have to expend on, on yep. to be a decent coach. And speaking is just selective. You know, I've got three boys. Uh, one of them plays hockey uh, very, very actively, Nate Dog. And yeah. so he's on the ice 170 times a year. Whoa. 
So I'm very committed to not missing any of his sports. Um, you know, his mom and I are, you know, we've been separated for over a year and it's a week on week off thing for me, which was a massive adjustment. I'm, I'm still adjusting, right? Because you, you go from being able to go and do whatever you want, speak and, you know, business, and get into all sorts of trouble and, and all the rest to, you know, you've got to be very, very present as a dad and, you know, in, in some cases making up for a little bit of lost time too. So, yeah, yeah. yeah man. That's a lot. You mentioned, um, you mentioned the book. So you, you did, you wrote a book this last year. Um, tell us about that. Well, like what, what prompted you to do that? Sure. So um, the book is called the integrity vow, engaging your authentic self. So about when was it? 2015, I started coaching with Chuck Black, John Chuck Black, who I know yeah. you're, you're super tight with. And that was, um, you know, probably, one of the most profound coaching experiences that I'd had. I'd coached with just about every real estate trainer on, on the planet. And when I started working with John, we just went into, you know, a way different road, you know, roadmap to, you know, how to get, you know, clean and clear on, on everything that I needed to, to make sure that I was just a better human being. And so John opened up, you know, doorways to what was really like a smorgasbord of, self-discovery, spirituality, you know, all the things that I had absolutely no foundation in whatsoever. And through that um, and our friendship, you know, I, I started seeing that I was very, very transparent. Our relationship, you know, online and social was very public. And so um, when you work in that law of transparency or authenticity, it attracts other people. So I started to see that my little coaching client, you know, um, portfolio, really started to change you know it was people that were coming in for way way different reasons you know still coming in to talk about real estate but immediately um we started going that down that transparent road you know and real estate is just a well it's a breeding ground for all sorts of shit right you've got okay. lack of purpose workaholism infidelity addiction all the wonderful things that i've certainly experienced and coaching clients started to share a lot of their stories so in doing my own self-discovery and journaling, which I did for about a couple of years, um, I just started to take note of a lot of the stories, you know, that my, my clients had as well. And I think that, you know, we, we try and live up in so many ways to the societal standard. And that was really what it, it came back down to, you know, for so many years, I just felt so stuck, stuck in you know, a relationship stuck in, you know, the way that I thought that I had to be not being very, very truthful to what I, I refer to as the authentic self, you know, the, the absolute, you know, very, very deepest true knowing of who I am and who I want to be. But we get caught up in this societal programming where we have to, you know, have all these roles that, that we need to live, right? And so... Yeah. I had journaled on it for a couple of years and then I, I had a, a, my own podcast interview where I interviewed uh, uh, Tamara Doris out of uh, Sacramento and she had written, you know, a number of books inside the real estate world, but huge spiritual background as well. And she just asked me, you know, like, when are you going to write your book? And it just kind of dawned on me that I, I thought I had a book. I mean, you know, 250, 300 pages of journaling and some of my, you know, coaching client experiences and, I, you know, sent it to her and she said, you know, this is good journaling, but it's really, you know, your, your friends and family might like this, but it needs to be, a, you know, a book book. So I went through that whole process as far as, you know, book coaching and, you know, just kind of creating it where it would actually appeal to, you know, a number of different audiences. 
very, very, you know, strategic in terms of who I wanted to work with, with, you know, the book editing, you know, getting it recorded for Audible, um, created a workbook so that people can go beneath the surface of just reading a book or listening to it. And then it's, it's on to the next one. Cause that's a huge pro you know, problem for people that are learning in today's, you know, information overwhelmed society as well. So it's been cool, man. Like, yeah, I really put myself out there like very, very transparently. Um, and you know, it's, it's not a bestseller in every bookstore on the planet yet, but the feedback's been, been tremendous, you know, super, super honored and grateful that, that people have read it and, you know, will step forward with their stories, whatever they might be. That's awesome, man. I appreciate that. Thanks for sharing so much about that. So, and we'll, we'll put a link there for the book as well. Um, do, do talk to me real quick about 2019. Like, so we're starting to wrap up. I got a few more questions, but uh, one of those is 2019. Like, what's what's on the horizon for Ryan in 2019 uh, that you're excited about? Well, much like you, man, expansion, right? Yeah. And so it's uh, you know it's been a year and it's ongoing. You know, there's people that still want to you know challenge uh, you know challenge the brokerage a little bit, which is is pretty typical whenever uh, you know you, you have some change. But ultimately, when I look at it, you know, where my goal was to, you know, make sure that the company was in a really good, healthy place as far as that foundation goes. And so we have a model here because realtors can't incorporate in Ontario. So they, they can't, you know, create that tax shelter unless they're their actual model. So I've created what's called a sub brokerage. So it's like a mini brokerage um, and there's different words for it, but it's actually a mini franchise. And so I've got a few of our, our higher producing agents that are going through that, you know, right now, which that way I can expand, you know, whether it's into different markets or, you know, continuing to grow outside of it. I don't think it's a right now thing to, to go all over the place, but I, I'm certainly open to conversation and super excited about the people that we have. It's, it's been a year of really laying that honest, healthy foundation. And I think when you do that, and you continue to, you know, move backwards into, you know, my own personal foundation, you just set yourself up very, very solid, you know, in terms of what's next. So right I'm not really attached to any specific outcome for next year. I want to, you know, revisit a little bit more of my own, you know, health and fitness. It's just been a new relationship, a lot of stress, you know, just kind of going back into like that wicked, wicked commit, committed and consistent space, which is, is never easy and certainly never perfect for me. Um, and just connecting with good people, man. I hope to come out, you know, to your event and, you know, yeah. see what you guys are doing and, you know, just, uh, just stay in that space of contribu contribution, abundance, influence, and working in that law of association. You know, you, you find out very quickly when you go through some challenging times, what associations need to be cut. And I think that, I'm just blessed to have people like you in my life and the Cheplacks and, you know, the amazing members that stepped up in my company and kids and, you know, just, just kind of moving into that space of gratitude for, you know, the, the first part of the year and, you know, as much as I can. That's awesome, man. Uh, yeah, we're excited to uh, have, you, have you out. Uh, well, Next Level Agent, uh, nlalive.com uh, is it's actually up. We're really starting to put some uh, work behind that right now and, getting all of our plans in place. So you, you can bet I'm going to be in touch very soon about those details. Um, all right. So I've got a question for you uh, that I like to ask everybody. But before I do that, 
where, so someone listening to this, where's the best place for them to find you at? Like, uh, I know you're on social, but, but talk, where, where are you most active? What's the easiest way to get in touch with you? If someone wants to learn more about what you're doing or buy your book or, uh, read your posts or, or, you know, join one of your Facebook groups, what, what's the, what's the place for people to go? Yeah. So personal Facebook, you know, Ryan Hodge, um, people can connect with me there. There's a pretty good following on, on the, the book page as well, which is the integrity vow engaging your authentic self. Uh, the book can be found at www.theintegrityvow.com. Okay. Uh, RyanHodge.com. And, and you've got the links for those. I think that's got, you know, my coaching speaking info. Um, but ultimately, anytime somebody wants to connect, you know, they, they can find me for sure. And it's just a matter of, you know, if they're interested in the book, um, it's on that site. It's on Amazon, uh, recorded it on Audible, which is a crazy experience. Um, so it's, it's there for, for people to, to listen and share if they're interested. Awesome. Well, hey, dude. Okay, so I got my last question for you, and uh, it's this. So, what are your what are your top three pieces of advice for kicking ass? So, somebody comes to you, and they're I, could be a friend, could be a coaching client, could just be an agent in your office, could could just be uh, somebody outside of business. But they say, Ryan, I want to. I need to kick more ass. Like, I need to do better at life, uh, and, and that encompasses everything. What are your top three tips for that? Uh, number one is to understand that you are a reflection of every single one of the choices that you've made and have ever made. Understand that you're a reflection. So taking that full personal responsibility. Okay. Uh, number two, um, having an actual committed plan where you can see what activities are required to meet your end result. Because that's the challenge that I find that most people have is that they they have that idea, they have that goal, but they don't know what it actually takes and they haven't built it out for a commitment. That's where you can coach people in terms of, you know, if you have done the commitments and you're not getting the results, then, you know, something might be wrong with your messaging or your dialogue or your script or, you know, whatever thing you wanted to do personally. But if you have not done it and you know what needs to happen in order for you to experience that happiness, freedom, results-based productivity, both inside and outside of real estate, then it would take me to point number three is where in your experience was this created where you know what you need to do however you're not doing it and why and that's okay. the that's the deep dive that's the, the type of work that i love to do you know yeah. there's there's just so much fun for me inside of that and it's it's just a really unique little you know niche space in, in the coaching world that i, I love to play in. that's awesome man well, Ryan, man, I so appreciate your time uh, today. Any any last uh, thoughts, parting shots you want you want to leave us with before we sign off? Yeah, you know what, man, I'm so grateful to know you guys, and um, I can't wait to post this and get more people into the next level group because I think that uh, it is by far, by far, the top real estate group on the planet on Facebook for sure. So what you guys are doing is epic, and I've just been blessed to, to spend some time, man. Thanks a lot, man. I, was, I super appreciate that. And I'll make sure the check clears for, for your endorsement. This, this <laughs> the Facebook group, man. Thanks, so, thanks a lot, dude. Seriously, for all you do. I appreciate uh, the way you lead from the front and, and are honest and, and just sort of vulnerable about who you are as a person and your challenges. And uh, just you lead, man. You, you lead from a lot of different ways. And I appreciate that about you. Thanks, brother. Thanks a lot, man. All right, guys. We will see you next time. Have a great one.
That's it for today's show. Do me a favor if you enjoy this, go over to iTunes or wherever you're listening at, leave us a review, share this episode with your friends, and for more great content, check us out in our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash next level agents. That's facebook.com forward slash groups next level agents. See you soon.